Galen Watts is a guest professor at the University of Toronto in uh, the Centre for Sociological Research. He's joining me here live on 6.30 Ched Mornings. Uh, Galen Watts, nice to have you here. How are you? I'm very well, Daryl. Thanks for having me. Are you sticking with your job for a while? I, I am, you know, but I must say I'm pretty passionate about it. So um, <laughs> maybe I'm the exception rather than the rule. Uh, is is this just a sort of a, a generational thing where we've had parents over the years uh, giving advice to their kids, you know, do what you love, do what you love. That isn't always realistic, is it? Sometimes you got to do what you love outside of work. You just need to find something to do that'll pay for it. Yeah, well, that is undoubtedly true. I mean, I think that it's been that way, uh, like the economic reality for the past few decades, that has been the case. Um, you, you know, you might be told in high school, and many kids were, that you should, you know, find something you're passionate about and pursue that, make a career of it. But most people, when they enter the labor market, realize that, well, reality is very different, that you, you just have to take what you can get. Um, jobs are scarce. And, uh, and you're lucky if you can get something. So uh, I think that many people have felt like that, uh, that's unrealistic. But uh, interestingly, over the course of the pandemic, partly as a result of things like CERB uh, and then, of course, the stimulus checks that Biden's uh, administration sent out in the U.S., well, suddenly, you know, the conditions have changed and people are now more free if they want to to, to try and do that. Uh, well, yeah, in an article you wrote for theconversation.com, you talk about uh, a study that said more than 4 million American workers quit their jobs, fairly short order, similar ways in the UK. Still kind of unclear whether that's been the same situation here in Canada, but we could assume maybe that that, that carries on. Uh, that can't last, though, for a long... Because CERB isn't really uh, being offered up anymore, as, as far as I know. There are some things you can do with, with EI, etc. But, uh, you know, that has sort of dried up. Is that window of opportunity to, to go and find yourself disappeared? Yeah, so that's undoubtedly true as well. Um, it's, it's interesting, though. I think that you've, you know, the, so I should just say in Canada, we really haven't seen a great resignation in the way we've seen it in the U.S. In fact, a lot of Canadian scholars are talking about this thing called the great reshuffle, which is more along the lines of, you know, many, many Canadian workers across you know, working the professional classes are are just kind of reconsidering whether they want to do what they're currently doing. So there's a sort of a real kind of pondering about, you know, uh, whether people want to stay where they are. <clears throat> but uh, I think you're right. I think that, you know, especially among kind of service workers, uh, lower, you know, relatively lower paid jobs, obviously the stimulus checks um, and serve have, have sort of dried up. So it, it means that people are going to at some point have to go to go find uh, a job, although I should say that it's, uh, there's been an interesting effect among kind of professionals and managers because you have seen increasingly people, you know, who are working in very high, <clears throat> high earning jobs under very, very stressful conditions over the course of the pandemic. And now, you know, this kind of interest in following their passion has led them to potentially take a pay cut to, you know, to not leave the labor market, but to find a job that maybe doesn't compensate as well, but, but nevertheless is more fulfilling. Well, and we've heard uh, stories about that, and, and generally it's been from uh, uh, some some of the unions representing some of their workers. But in healthcare, for example, that uh, we were told we had a conversation last week with the uh, the head of the federation, the federal uh, group of of, of nurses, uh, their union, saying that a lot of them were just leaving and going and doing something else because they couldn't handle it anymore. Is this is this a is this a widespread uh, thing that we're seeing? Well, I think it is widespread. I mean, that, which is to say that it's it's happening across society, across sectors, um, and increasingly across, as I said, you know, working to you know professional white collar, blue collar work. 
Um, but at the same time, I think it's temporary, almost certainly. I mean, it, it's partly just a result of the extraordinary effect of the pandemic, which, of course, well, fingers crossed, doesn't last forever. And and so I do think that there's just a we're going through a very uh, a huge kind of unsettling period where people are suddenly questioning things. I suspect that will fall back into a routine. Things will kind of uh, normalize and or stabilize uh, soon enough. And yet, I wonder if it's more of a generational thing. I've heard again, it's anecdotal, and so you've looked into it probably a lot more officially or with actual research. But uh, there is a generation where people are not. Uh, it's probably the last few generations, actually, where people aren't necessarily uh, staying with one job all the time or even in one career all the time. That has been part of how th- society has been changing in the last little while. Yeah, so I think you're absolutely right. It's generational. Um, my work has been mainly looking at professionals and managers under the age of 45, so millennials uh, primarily. And I think it's undoubtedly true that millennials kind of, uh, you know, are looking for a a, a job that they're passionate for more than any generation before them. But I would kind of disconnect that sort of cultural outlook from the kind of economic situation towards more contract kind of precarious work, which has just been a trend partly as a result of globalization and a number of other kind of economic changes that have happened over the past few decades. So those two things have coincided, but they're not necessarily intrinsically tied together. Do you believe in this this passion paradigm? Do what you have a passion for. Do you think that's a that's a real thing? And when I say well, real, I, I mean like realistic. Yeah. Right. I see. So so okay. I obviously believe in it, that it exists because I know that lots of people uh, uh, sort of uh, subscribe to it. But I I just uh, I must say I mean I I I see it as an ideal more than anything. I don't I don't think that in this. Period. I think it, it's it is very likely to set people up for disappointment. It's it's probably going to make a lot of people disillusioned because once they enter the, the labor market, they'll realize things are not precisely what they were told. But um, but I guess I you know and maybe this is just partly because I'm again I'm an exception. I, I have a, a job that I really enjoy and I, and I can't imagine not doing that. So I I do think it's an ideal that is worth striving for. And trying to find a way to stay happy. And it'll be interesting once we get yeah. out of this part of the pandemic, because as we've heard from many experts, there is endemic. It'll sort of continue on in some form or another. Just whether there 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 is a, a major shift in society as a result of this, as a result of this pandemic. Is there, do you think there will be a major shift in how, or, or have, we already, have we already been on that shift, or is this a, sort of a, a touchstone moment in time for us? So I, I actually do think that the pandemic will, uh, when we look back on it years to come, will look as though it was a kind of hinge point in history. I think that um, that there is a real shift, um, and it's partly gener- generationally um, motivated. I think that as, as millennials grow up, increasingly, you know, inhabit the halls of power, that that society will change with them. With them. So the question, in 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 my view, is just a matter of how long this takes. I guess I think that in the you know in the short term, in the coming few years, that you may not see radical changes, and there might be a lot of people who are frustrated and you know wish they had more fulfilling work. But I think that I, I like to think, and I, I guess you know I do think that empirically, there's there's grounds to think this that that this, that Canadian society will change um, uh, in order to create conditions where people can actually uh, have more freedom to choose the type of work that they want. It's it's uh, it's 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 a panacea. It's 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 Shangri-La is what we'll end up with. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, that was that was being facetious, wasn't it? 
Yeah, a little bit. But I mean, I, you know, I mean, who, who knows what, what, what will come of it? But I guess, uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's honestly anyone's guess. Um, um, so, uh, yeah, I, I obviously can't tell. I can't read the future. <laughs> I know. That's uh, just being cruel, I guess. Uh, you know, I hope so. I hope, <laughs> I hope we can find some joy that comes out of this at the end. And if that means part and parcel of, of what we do for a living to, to support what we do for, for, for love, uh, then hopefully that'll all work out. Uh, Galen, interesting stuff to talk about. Uh, we'll see how it all uh, boils down here in the next uh, months and years to come. Appreciate your time this morning. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.